Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from the Ed Sullivan Theater here in New York City. Uh, our Drunk Gossip Studios, um, our, the delays are almost over, and we shall be settling into our new digs fairly soon. Um, and Will and I will talk a little briefly, very briefly, um, about the Drunk Gossip website as soon as he joins me, um, which will be happening today, Will's triumphant return to Drunk Gossip, coming up in just a few minutes. So, what, uh, th- this is the bad part of me not, uh, <coughs> and, uh, uh, let me, just one more thing before we get started on the, on the gossip today. Um, I've not been feeling very well. That's why I've been taking more time off than usual. Um, it, it, it's really hard when you're the, the sole host of a podcast because, um, there's really not anyone who can take over for you, um, when you're down for the count. I'm sure, um, Mandy would if, if I asked her to. Um, I know Will would in a heartbeat if I, if I asked him to. But let's face it, I'm the heart and soul of the show. Despite you guys trying to force me out and let Mandy and Will take over. <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm starting to feel better now. Um, so, things should start getting back to our regular seven-day-a-week schedule. Um, plus, it's summer, and don't I deserve some time off? Alright, I don't, but that's not the point here. <laughs> um, So, Serena Williams suffered a, a stinging loss this week at the U.S. Open. And she is taking it like a champ. Um, I mean, first of all, if you're, if you're an athlete or in any kind of competition, um, you're, you've got to realize that you're not always going to win. Um... I don't even think I went in a poll of most popular drunk gossip host. So, um, <laughs> um, but you know, sometimes it is someone else's time to shine. Um, and I think that's the case with Serena Williams. You know, this is not the first time she has lost a tournament, and it's not going to be the last time she loses a tournament. Um, you know, in uh, last uh, uh, that might have been Venus. I get I get Venus and Serena mixed up all the time. Um, but she she went out with her daughter afterwards to see a virtual reality troll show, and uh, you know, just kind of hung out and did mom and daughter stuff. And she really enthusiastically. Um, she congratulated the woman who bested her, um, Bianca Andrew Andrew Sue. Um, and you know that that's the best you can hope for is a good sportsman, uh, a good sportsman move like that. <clears throat> you know, we've said it before. We'll say it again. Sometimes it's not about winning the trophy. Sometimes it's not about 
trying to get all the glory for yourself. Sometimes it really is just about being on the journey. And Serena Williams has had such an incredible tennis career, such an incredible journey, that um, you almost hate her for how much success she's had. You know, people, people look at um, things like that and say, well... Why not me? Why not you? Because you haven't put in the work yet. Serena Williams has put in the work. And she's done everything she's supposed to do. And now it might honestly be time for her to hang up her tennis racket. And move on to the next phase of her career. Whatever that is. And that's okay too. You know, I I was talking with Will about this um, the other day. There's gonna time. There's gonna come a time when I'm probably gonna have to hang up the drunk gossip hat. Um, whether it's because I lose my voice or someone tells me that I I have to stop because I'm a hundred years old and no one can understand me anymore, or Mandy finally convinces me to move to Columbus, Ohio for some reason. <laughs> um, love you, Mandy. Oh, I'm gonna get an angry text over that one. If y'all don't hear from me, you'll know why. And if Mandy starts hosting the show, you'll really know why. <laughs> um, but <laughs> seriously. Um, you know, sometimes we just have to evolve our careers. And it could, it could be that time. Or, you know, it could be one loss. The only person who can decide what it is is Serena. And right now it seems like she just wants to take everything in stride and enjoy some time with her daughter. So let her enjoy the damn time with her daughter. And enjoy a couple minutes of silence because I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come right on back. And I'm back. And I really don't like to pat myself on the back. Okay, that's a lie. Even though Will's not here yet, you can feel his look on me. Like, mm-hmm, bitch, who you trying to fool? <laughs> um, so, I broke the news for you guys in the um, upfront gossip um, episode of the podcast where I told you that ABC was doing everything in their power to try to secure... Um, Katie Seagull's return to the Connors. Well, now I have some more information for you. And you've heard it here first. Um, first of all, she's going to appear in 10 of the 19 scheduled episodes of the Connors. Um, you didn't hear that here first. That um, TV line had that first, I believe. Um, she, um, they're not they're being mum on whether or not her and Dan are going to be um a couple however uh, I don't don't count out that possibility um first of all 10 of 19 episodes is a very very long time um that's more than what some regulars are getting um word is that this season Michael Fishman who plays DJ is only going to be on um for 
a few episodes. Um, no one's, again, no one's giving away too much information. Um, but he's not expected to be in every episode. And indeed, um, some are speculating that he might be even lower than recurring. Um, he might just be a guest star. Uh, his on-screen wife accepted a role in another show which could be either it could really limit his time or it could um, give him more reason to be around family because Gina's going, Gina is being sent back to Afghanistan remember she was only on leave during the first season so the second season is going to see her being shipped back to Afghanistan um but uh, let's get back to Katie. I'm going to talk more about Michael Fishman and um, and that in just a second. So my sources have told me that while uh, everyone was very enthusiastic and loved the first season of The Connors, um, one note that they constantly got was they were missing a matriarch. But out of sensitivity to Roseanne uh, and the legacy that she built with um, uh, with the with Roseanne, and then by signing over her rights and allowing them to continue on with the Connors, they didn't want to um, basically throw it back in her face. Um, but they feel now, now that a year has passed. Um, it would be okay for Dan to start thinking about possibly dating again. Uh, Katie Segal is a sitcom legend from her years um, on Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter with John Ritter, and of course, 12 years as Peggy Bundy on Married with Children. Uh, and she will also be continuing um, a tradition that started ironically enough, 12 years ago, um, with the premiere episode of Modern Family, and that's having at least one member of the Bundy family on air at all times. Now, that seems a little funny to say, seeing as Ed O'Neill, who plays uh, Jay over on Modern Family, was the star of the show. Uh, But it's not always quite that easy. Um, I mean, for as long as he's on the show, yeah. But she's, um, Katie Segal has appeared on, I believe she's actually appeared on Modern Family and all throughout ABC sitcoms. Um, this is the first time where she's come very close to a series regular role. Um, and it'll, it'll be her first series, first series, series, oh, first series regular role on a sitcom since Eight Simple Rules, I believe. Uh, and that's, uh, that's where they're hoping. Um, if they can't crack the Nana pilot and things go fairly well with um, season two and her more expanded presence on the show, I'm hearing that they are, they're hoping um, to sign her on as a full-time cast member um, for a possible season three. <coughs> Uh, and what what they're um, hoping to do is relieve some of the weight 
um, that John Goodman, Sarah Gilbert, and Laurie Metcalf feel um, as the three heavyweights and the three stars of the show. Again, nothing is confirmed yet. We're, we're still waiting for word on what's happening. Um, but just a little quick pivot over back to Michael Fishman. What I'm hearing here is um, audience notes noted him as the weakest link of the family. Uh, and while they do, everyone wants more DJ and Dan, um, they want to make sure that he's in a good place emotionally and whatnot. He's going through a divorce, and um, ABC Brass is just a little bit concerned because they don't want anything to rock this boat. Um, you know, they finally got the sitcom sorted out um, after a rough couple of weeks. Um, with Roseanne fans throwing a fit about uh, what happened um, with, with Roseanne's firing, they don't want to put themselves back into a situation where they could lose their highest-rated sitcom again. Um, I've been told look for uh, look for Michael Fishman to take acting classes over the next. Um, few months and if things go as they're hoping, if they go as well as they did for Lacey Gorison um, look for him to have a very meaty um, end of the season arc which would set him up for um, a much better season 3 I'm going to take a break and I'm going to be right back and I'm back and in an effort to um, ease you into Ease you away from my brand of politics and into Will's much more appealing, apparently, um, brand of politics. Um, we're going to do a political segment. Um, don't worry. It's very gossipy and very ed. Um, but the next segment, Will will be coming back and taking over once again. Thank God. <laughs> Because apparently you guys think I'm too fiery. I swear too much. Fuck that shit. <laughs> so. Rosario Dawson is, of course, um, publicly dating Cory Booker. And it has all the makings of an American president reboot. Why do I say that? Because allegedly this is a contractual relationship and not one born of love. Shocking, I know. I mean, couldn't Cory Booker just stick to lying about policy and making promises that he couldn't possibly keep? Did he also have to make us believe that he loved... Rosario Dawson as well. Well, Rosario Dawson almost blew it. And obviously I don't mean his dick because Blind Gossip took care of that one why uh, and why that wasn't ever going to be a possibility. We're going to get to that in just a second. But 
she was doing an interview with a variety and she said regardless of Corey I wasn't going to be behind any particular candidate this election I really just want to be behind the electorate and a lot of people took that to mean that she wasn't backing her boyfriend and the controversy was fast and furious it was it reached such proportions that she actually had to release a second statement saying that everything was misconstrued, which it was. If if this was actually um, the quote that was given and, and ran with, she never said she wasn't backing Corey. She just said that she was, you know... Basically, in my mind, what she was saying was not... She wasn't backing her boyfriend... As um, some of the press have tried to say, she said, what she said was, this election season wasn't about that. She wasn't with Corey when she went into this thinking, we just have to do something to defeat Trump. And it's when, it's when the press jumps to these sort of conclusions that they add ammunition to the fake news monkey that um, Trump has given them. And so, this is all bad, right? I think we can all agree to that. Um, so, Roger Dawson quickly put out that fire and said, Hey, look, dudes, I'm backing my boyfriend. Get over it. I love him. He's going to be the next president of the United States. She didn't actually say that, but... Um, but what we're hearing is... There's more going on behind the scenes than what we are aware of. So, Blind Gossip ran an item... Called The Trotter and the Unapproved Comments. I mean, here's what they here's what they're saying about Rosario Dawson's comments. Saying that she is not behind him was a stupid and un, an unimproved comment. He would sue her for breach of contract, but it would only bring attention to the fact that their relationship is a contractual one. They go on to talk about how um that would essentially end his president or his aspirations at least for this time um and of course something must have happened maybe a financial benefit or um maybe they threatened to sue her and she didn't want to take that chance whatever the case is she backed down from her statement and um quote unquote cleared up what she meant but there's something else, something much more else, um, about this item. They, they wrote this in such a way that you automatically knew who it was. Okay, not a big deal. This happens a lot. We're used to these kind of blind items now. Um, 
they used to be called not so blind items. Fun fact. Probably don't care, but I. I just like to share those things. Um. So, not so blind item. And then they out Cory Booker. Blind gossip outed Cory Booker. Now they're gonna be able to hide behind the fact that it's not a solved item and it could be anyone. Except it can't be anyone else. First of all, that I'm aware of, there's no other presidential candidate dating a Hollywood actress who made an unimproved comment about the relationship. Um, And so the end of the item basically says that she may not be behind him and is getting ready to move away from the relationship... But he'll. There's someone who is still behind him. His boyfriend. And now, this just took a very interesting turn. Outing is never. Outing should not be done. If it's going to be done. Do it to pedophiles or um, someone who's basically all out of the closet and has given permission. Um, and I get it, you know. I run, I run a gossip podcast. Sometimes we cross the line and and we make a mistake. But I can't help but think that this is not a mistake that would have been made if Cory Booker was a Republican. Ace from Blind Gossip has made their political affiliation known for some months now. The way Republicans are painted as angels, the way um, Democrats are painted as unscrupulous, adulterous devils makes for very compelling reading and alienates half the audience. Now, again, I'm not saying they can't because everyone knows my political leanings and I don't give a fuck if my one Republican listener does stop listening. Yes, I do. We love you. Come on, little snowflake. Trump has a white ass or something. I don't know what will make you feel better. (laughs) And this is why Will has to take back over. (laughs) I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, William will be back with me. Be right back. And we're back. And just as I promised, Will's epic return to drunk gossip is going to commence. And as he just told me, which is why I was laughing, Trump doing something stupid is not of substance. That may sound wildly out of context, but I promise that it will make sense when we're done with this segment sometime in the next 10 minutes. Hey, everybody. We are very sorry that the site has been down for the past few months. Squarespace has decided to be fucktards and not actually do their job. Hey, fucktards is a highly offensive term. The correct term is asswipe. <laughs> anyway, um, so we're going to start out this week but with... Um, this is the inaugural, or should I say returning session of... 
the week's biggest political, well, uh, cock-ups and embarrassments. Or what we call another day in America. Freshman Republican Congressman Dan Crenshaw of Texas is leading us off this week. He got in some... Sorry? uh, Crenshaw, he was the one that Pete Davidson insulted, right? I actually don't know. I don't know or care about what Pete Davidson does. He was the guy who dated Ariana for a hot second, right? Yes. Okay, but anyway, Dan Crenshaw is the guy with an eye patch. He was. Yes. Okay, so... He got himself in a little bit of a... He got in a Twitter spat with AOC earlier this week after suggesting... After suggesting, basically, that background checks are a bad idea because then he wouldn't be able to loan his gun out to... It would be illegal for him to loan his gun out to his friends. And I quote, With universal background checks, I wouldn't be able to let my friends borrow my handgun when they travel alone like this. We, could, we would make felons out of people just for defending themselves. Is this a big problem? Like, I mean, I know you don't know, but Republicans, if you're listening, all one of you, let us know if you're loaning your handguns out to people, please. I mean, I'm a little more concerned that he's loaning his, his guns out to people who couldn't pass a background check. I mean, do you also give... People, you're, do you also just hand out your car keys to anybody who doesn't have a license, Danny boy? How about your credit card? I mean, I sure don't do that. I mean, <laughs> let's take Ed, for example. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I work with Ed, and he's a very good friend of mine, but I would not hand him my car keys for anything less than a billion dollars, and even that would be a close argument. And that's not even a gun. This is him actually being nice to me about this discussion, by the way. Just so you all know. Which we're not going to have here because, because we are trying to bring you the political hot takes. Anyway, Crenshaw, anyway um, Crenshaw was incredulous that people would be shocked that he's just handing out his handguns willy-nilly. And this devolved into a Twitter war because, you know... Everything does? Yes. Well, specifically, this is AOC and Dan Crenshaw. Of course, it was going to evolve evolve into a Twitter war. That's like 90% of what they do. I kind of want to see a Twitter war between AOC and Trump. Speaking of Trump and Twitter wars, this uh, week, Trump was in a Twitter war with um, CNN, the the National Weather Service, and um, everybody with common sense, after tweeting early in the week, that Hurricane Dorian was expected to hit Alabama much harder than expected, and that residents there should residents there should batten down. Early forecasts from the uh, NOAA suggested that the edge of Hurricane Dorian might pass over Alabama, but they had revised their forecasts to move the projected track back of the storm by the time Trump tweeted this. When when this was pointed out to our illustrious president, he doubled down on his position, however. Um, famously, t- um, adding an extension of Hurricane Dorian's projected tra- track to a map that he was displaying in the Oval Office with a Sharpie, which was, of course, called out immediately by everybody. CNN and everybody. Everybody. And, and I- I just want to say this. I don't mean to cut Will off because he was on a roll, and I'm sorry. 
But this is not satire, people. This is real. This actually fucking happened. The Onions writers can't fucking type fast <laughs> enough. <laughs> Sorry, Will. Yeah. Well, anyway, in a most recent, um, the most recent uh, twist to this scandal was apparently the White House administration has directed NOAA employees to to back Trump instead of the weather forecasts and to, to, to back his claim that Hurricane Dorian would have hit Alabama. At least he, he had reason to believe that at the time that he tweeted it. As which, you know, of course, it was a top-down order. It, this is just like when I ask Will to back me up that I don't try to take things over. You know what he tells me? Except I don't, I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> he really doesn't. And yeah. I try so hard. Uh, speaking of people who are... Um, trying too hard? Yeah, trying too hard at... Um, actually, no. These guys aren't trying very hard at all. Mike Pence is the guy I'm talking about. You may have heard some news about his trip to Ireland in which he... Elected to, well, the biggest scandal is that he elected to stay 180 miles from Dublin, where the government of Ireland and the negotiation, the people he was supposed to be negotiating with were staying. He elected to drag his giant-ass security apparatus 180 miles away to a Trump resort that obviously um, federal tax, they paid for with federal tax dollars. Because of course they did. Yeah. Got to give kickbacks to the big boss. Obviously the House Democrats have immediately subpoenaed the records for that trip. Mike Pence is claiming that, oh, it was just the best and most comfortable accommodation that was there. Well, I mean, he doesn't want to have to deal with his boss mm-hmm. screaming and crying that he could have stayed at a Trump resort and didn't. That's true. And also, but also given uh, what he did the rest of his trip in Ireland, one... You might question whether he's capable of deciding what the best and most reasonable course of action was. Case in point, during a speech in Dublin, he exhorted the Irish people to respect the UK's sovereignty and negotiate in good faith with Boris Johnson over the Brexit agreement. I really should, if you, if you are even a little bit aware of Irish history, I shouldn't have to explain how thuddingly tone-deaf that statement was. But the long and short of it is, um, don't ever expect the English to negotiate in good faith. Um, Boris Johnson is uh, quite, is careening towards, and in fact appears to be fully in favor of a policy that would reinstate the hard border between Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland, a major cause of a large period of sectarian violence in that country. And should we really be taking advice from anybody who can't even negotiate a dinner with a woman who's not his wife because yeah. something inappropriate might happen? He brought along his mother and, and sister on this trip, too. I guess it was because um, he wanted to make sure he would have somebody sitting next to him. He, he would have somebody to sit next to him during a meeting with... During a meeting with the Prime Minister Leo Varadkar, who is who is a gay man. Oh yeah, that went well. Oh yeah. 
I, I really feel bad for Mr. Mr. Varadkar, who showed um, incredible poise and incredible poise and patience when dealing with a man who is just, by every account, an open, absolutely virulent homophobe. Sir, we appreciate your patience with us. We will send you Cher, and you can have dinner with her. Yeah, and I'll buy you a beer if you actually <laughs> listen to this podcast. <laughs> anyway, I think that's about it for us. I'm going to step out, and Ed will be right back with you, gentlemen, in just a minute. And I'm back. So, with Christmas around the corner and the holiday um, shopping season about to commence... Um, I, there's something I've been wanting to talk to, um, to my fellow artists about, um, and it's a very important business venture. Every single artist, no matter if you're a musician, a writer, an actor, whatever, you should have some evergreen items in your catalog. What does evergreen mean? Um... Evergreen, it means exactly what it sounds like. You're going to make money off of it. it nothing's going to change. Um, you know, with a comedy movie or a comedy book, uh, sense of humor can change. Um, things that are risque will become passe. Some things that you were able to laugh about in the past, you're no longer able to laugh about. So anything like that, any kind of comedy or anything like that, by and large, is not evergreen. Um, But things like Christmas stories, inspirational tales, um, historical facts, things like that are evergreen. And year after year, they'll make you money. Um, And there was... There was a time, a period in time where every single musical act had to have a Christmas album. Um, Britney has a Christmas song, NSYNC has a um, Christmas album. I believe the Backstreet Boys have a Christmas album out. Um, Mariah Carey is the mother of Christmas, or the queen of Christmas. Um, she really knew what she was doing when she recorded um, All I Want for Christmas. Um, you know, it, it's not often that Mariah Carey is called a genius, but in this instance, yes, she was. Um, so, I cannot remember her name, but when I was in Detroit with um, hanging out with Dave, she was, um, he was watching a, um, reality show, and the woman, I believe she was Shaquille O'Neal's ex-wife, I might have the wrong woman, but, um, I'm pretty sure that I have the right one, um, said that her, she was told, true millionaires have seven streams of income. One of those streams, especially if you're an artist, needs to be an evergreen stream. A book, a movie, a single, or an entire album. It doesn't really matter. You need that evergreen money coming in. 
for for very obvious reasons. Um, it, they'll continue to make money for a very, very long time, and you won't have to worry about it. You know, Christmas, when you base it around a holiday like that, yes, you will face a... Uh, you will you will face something that maybe that was a little unexpected um, or maybe not um, maybe not exactly what you were hoping for or what you were thinking but whatever the case is um Yeah, I, I'm going to skip over that because I don't know where I was going. Um, but I, in, I'm going to go more in depth into Evergreen and why it's so important. And how um, some people are very smart about their Evergreen catalog. Um, you know, like Hallmark is very, very good at this. Um, they tailor everything to the holiday so Fourth of July, Labor Day, um, Thanksgiving, Christmas—you know—they they know their sweet spot, and they they market towards that. Um, and they have a substantial library of everything, so they're going to continue to make money no matter what. Um, and that's kind of where I was. Um, that's kind of where, what I'm doing. I want to build that kind of library. Um, you know, right now, my Evergreen library consists of hundreds of articles, true crime, recipes, sex articles. Um, I, I was thinking, what, what kind of set this whole train of thought off was, I haven't written for HVY, a site that I was um, writing for pretty regularly, for a few months um, I haven't written for them in nearly a month if it's not over a month at this point and uh, my views have been rock solid I've been between 359 and 365 views um, for the last 30 days oh, but they, they do let me rephrase this I've been at between 359 and 365 views for the last 30 days for the last three months. So it, there's not been, when I was putting out new material, there wasn't a notch forward. And now that I'm not, there's not a notch backwards. What that tells me is I'm getting consistent reads. I'm getting consistent. Um, people are still seeking me out. Um, the same thing with Vogel. Of course, I, I have written for them more recently. Um, when I last looked at my... When I last looked at my stats, um, I had more than 5,000 for the last 30 days. That was a change of 10%. Meaning it went up 10%. And again, you know, obviously my, my catalog for Vocal is more extensive than it is for HPY because I've been with Vocal for nearly three years now. I've been writing a lot for Medium lately. 
um, mostly because Medium pays you every month no matter what. I've not been consistent yet with them, um, but I'm already starting to see a little bit of a um, of an uptick in in days when I don't release a new um, article. I'm still seeing um, pretty decent numbers. So, and I mean, of course, true crime is tailored um, to this sort of thing, as um, as are some of the other things I've written about: um, sleep dep- deprivation in the homeless. Um, I've done a couple of opinion pieces, which, unfortunately, those uh, those are not evergreen. Most opinion pieces are not evergreen. They're going to falter away at some point because of changing facts or changing opinions. Um, but also on, on Medium, I've been putting a lot of my short stories. Um, and again, those are just like everything else, but I just put up a new holiday story, so I'm, I'm really anxious to see how um, that plays out. Um, and because what I've done is um, I, I've now opened myself up um, I've now opened myself up to if this does well I will be able to um have that kind of slight bump every Christmas. I can promo the hell out of it and get more money. Isn't that what we all want? I'm going to take a break and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So, we haven't checked in with Brittany in a while and I wanted to um, see what was up. And there has been an explosion an explosion of um, happenings around her. First and foremost, her conservatorship was up for review. And word on the street um, earlier this year was that Brittany herself had, um, for the first time since it started in 2008, filed a motion on her own, but no one was quite certain what it was. Um, and then fairly quickly, rumors started flying that she was asking for um, the conservatorship to be removed or to for someone else to be appointed. Now, over the weekend, we found out that Jamie Spears, whose uh, operation back in August... Alleged, or back in, um, I'm sorry, back in April, allegedly caused Brittany to put everything on hold to take care of him. Broke her door down. Broke a door down because um, Jaden was misbehaving allegedly. So, um, because of this action. Kevin Federline was awarded 70% custody of the boys, with, 30, with Brittany still getting 30%. Um, percent. And it 
puts the conservatorship in question now because if he's being abusive towards the boys, there's a very good chance that no judge is going to want uh, want him near the boys. And that, you know, of course that's bad enough. Abuse is never okay and it's never um, tolerable. However, there's even more going on. Remember back when me and Mandy were both like, hey, something's not right here? Um, you know, something seems to be off about Brittany's earnings. Well, we're not the only ones who thought that. Empty Lawyer over at Crazy Days and Nights put out an item saying that um, the earnings were purposely mis, um, uh, uh, misfiled. Uh, and this was following an, a similar allegation by the Daily Sun. And um, neither, neither source offered up credible sources um, for, for why they're saying that. However, I will say this. Um, whenever Inti Lawyer has posted something about Brittany, um, it, just like when I posted about Jimmy Fallon being fired, um, and Inti Lawyer himself posted a rebuttal, someone on Brittany's team finds a way to do a rebuttal and, um, make it seem as if he's wrong. Um, so, and then, of course, it always turns out that he was dead on the money. Um, so I'm, I really want to keep an eye on this. And in this case, it, it does line up with my belief that something is amiss with her. Um, because she's a world-famous pop star... Uh, that alone would tell me that she's going to be making more than $4 million um, in royalties alone. That's not including her lingerie line, her perfumes, which um, she just gets a licensing fee, so it's not as if... It's not as if um, she's going to lose money. And the Britney perfume line is is on par with um, Elizabeth Taylor's. People know its quality, they love it, and they anxiously await for the next new fragrance to come out. So... What we're seeing, what we're going to continue to see is um, more and more blind items. Um, some people are still saying that Sam Lefty is, could be behind this all and because he's trying to angle to get back into the Britney business. I would 
I would venture a guess that that's not going to happen. Um, no matter how much the Spears family fight, they're not going to allow Sam Luffy to continue to drug um, Brittany and make her um, regress to where she was in 2007. I think the more likely of the scenarios um, that have been presented is um, Brittany may um, either lose the conservatorship and take charge of her life again or um, her manager Larry Randolph could potentially step up and take, take over for a while. Um, Larry Randolph is, of course, her business manager who er, earlier this year found himself in the hot seat when he said Brittany may never work again. Um, The one thing I will say is um, saving his job is the fact that he's very good and has always steered Brittany in the right direction. And seeing as he's her business manager would make the most amount of sense um, to let him oversee the financial aspects um, and keep her um, keep her coming into the money as as she is um, as far as Jamie Spears goes there there are multiple people who are um, saying that things are not necessarily what they seem and they they are feeling as though K-Fed dropped this because he wants yet another um, child support raise um, and that with with this third child support raise in under a year he's trying to make sure he has enough money um, as the boys age and start aging out of him getting any money um he wants to protect himself to make sure he has enough um to keep him going I this is going to turn into a very heated battle and it's going to turn very heated very fast um with all sides um throwing around allegations like their salad at a pizza bar. <laughs> but we're going to stay on top of them. Um, everyone, let's make sure we welcome Will back. And he will be appearing at least weekly, if not um, two to three times a week. Or maybe he'll just take over the whole damn show since y'all love him so much. <laughs> um, no, he'll, he'll definitely be on weekly. Um, and knowing Will the way I do... He's going to find more segments and more things that he wants to do. Um, so he'll probably, he probably really will um, appear more than once, uh, once a week. But for right now, let's just revel in his epic return. And I am going to take my leave. Thank you all so much for listening, as always. And until next time, cheers. Cheers.